I'm Whitney Walker, and this is the Women Waken podcast, where I interview guests who are in the field of healing and spiritual work using their unique gifts of the divine feminine. We talk all about these amazing gifts that these particular guests have and how they're bringing them forth in the world. On this episode, I welcome the illustrious Eleanor Lumsden. Eleanor is a California attorney, a tenured law professor, and founder of a consulting firm. Eleanor is passionate about financial and social inclusion, as well as travel. She founded the No Sister Stands Alone Travel Club, which is an online sisterhood where members meet other travelers and receive insider tips to live out their travel dreams safely and on their own terms. When Eleanor and I connected, we shared our passion for travel and our belief in travel as a strong catalyst for change and transformation. On this episode, we both get really into our enthusiasm and passion for travel and talk about our own experiences and how it has changed our life, impacted our life, and opened our eyes to new experiences, new cultures, new places, and new depths of ourselves that we hadn't before explored. We talk about the challenges of traveling, but also the resilience that it builds and the communities that we can find when we put ourselves out there to explore. So take a listen, enjoy, and here's my guest. Hi, Eleanor. Welcome to the Women Waken podcast. Hello. Hi, Whitney. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you for being on the show. I'm so glad that we were connected and had a chance to chat and share our love for all things travel and the power of travel and the benefits of travel. Yes. Yeah. I, it's amazing to find connection with other sister travelers. Yes. And that's what you were all about. And that's what I love is yeah. you're all about women really stepping into them, their, their personal power, but also their true authentic self and doing that by means of traveling and kind of finding their place in the world. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I think it's been a long journey to get here, but I've always had this um, love for new places and new experiences and new adventures And uh, that's just translated recently into some fairly extensive travel, but uh, the the concepts underlying that of, you know, independence and freedom and adventure are all things that I I really value, feel feel very passionate about. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of passions, Eleanor, because I know, so and you, speaking of travel, you're living abroad. Well, to me, it's abroad, but I believe you, but you are from the States originally. Is that correct? Or you're born in Jamaica? I was born in Kingston, Jamaica, but grew up in the U.S. uh, since the age of three, upstate New York, then California. Most of my, all of my adult life was in California after school, Uh, but I've been in Lisbon, Portugal for three plus years now. Oh, wow. Three years. Uh, Yeah. It's been a while. (laughs) It's home. It feels, okay. It feels like home. Do you think you'll stay there for the long term or is it a... I would like to. I I do have a job in the United States. So, <laughs> oh. what's what's your job uh, in the states? I'm a law professor at Golden Gate University in San Francisco, California. Oh, I am okay. on an extended leave, a sabbatical, and uh, I will be going back. I I actually will be back in the Bay soon. Oh, to Finish. move or or just to travel to go visit for a while? To to teach to go back to teach. Oh. <laughs> So are you going to relocate back to San Francisco? I have a home here. So home is here. So I'll be going back to teach, but we'll see. 
There's, I'm, I'm not being cagey on purpose. I, I don't know. <laughs> You're like, I don't even know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, what a, what an exciting life then. I mean, it's, yeah. it's my kind of lifestyle. I, we are <laughs> fellow travelers. I currently yeah. am in my friend's attic or yeah, the, the studio above a, a garage and staying in her place in Seattle on yeah. a, a road trip I'm doing, which is the second part of a road trip in the past year. I, I was traveling you know, for about three months across the country back in last October through January. So lots of traveling, lots of, Mm -hmm. um, you know, kind of letting things guide you and see where you end up. Well, that's exactly what it is. I think before I used to be a five-year plan, one year, three year, five-year plan kind of person. And now I'm a, let's take this day by day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know about you, but I get a lot of questions about, you know, what's your five-year plan or what do you plan to do in 10 years? And I'm like, how about we talk about what's happening this week? (laughs) And how wonderful is that? I would love it's more freeing. Yeah, it's more freeing, but it's also, you know, there there is, we tend to to have this mindset and have this pressure on ourselves, on others of, well, but what are you doing? What, what's, exactly. what are you going to do next? What, are you, what is this leading towards? And, <laughs> you know, we don't really know how to conceptualize what it means to just be on your, just following your path, being with the flow, mm-hmm. seeing what comes. That's true. Yeah, and and it is a balance, right? Because you have we both have things going on. It's we're not just you know drifting through and traveling from here yeah. to there. We both yeah. have jobs that allow us to work, you know, virtually sometimes and mm-hmm. travel and and what a beautiful thing that is. Very grateful yeah. for that. But it also keeps us open to being able to take opportunities that come. I know you said you're going to be traveling again soon. Yes, yes, yes. I I leave. I just came back from Istanbul and. Uh, I will be leaving on Friday for Cape Town, South Africa. So it's a, it's a bit of a whirlwind. Do you have wonderful. a travel blog, Eleanor? Do we get to see your pictures? Are you on I, social media? I do. You know, I'm kind of less on social media these days. I've taken a big step back. I, I have an IG account, but it is private. Um, and I don't check in so much. Um, but I do have a travel blog. It's called Somewhere Over the Tagus, the river here in Lisbon, mm. um, that I post to kind of infrequently, (laughs) but I'm taking pictures and I plan to write it up. I am working on um, a project where I sort of talk about all of the ins and outs of uh, these various adventures. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think that's another interesting component of sort of modern life is I I was off social media for 10 years after Mm -hmm. 2012, I got off of it and I just got back on this year and it's very freeing to not share your life and to not, because here's the thing that I find when you travel and you know that you want to share it, it does take you a bit out of the moment because my first trip last year, I wasn't sharing anything. And so I was just totally present and wasn't thinking about anything else. But now that I've chosen to share my, my journeys, I'm always thinking like, would this make a good post? Would this be cool? to? Oh, this will be so great. And it makes you a little bit removed, but you, but you do get to share with others. And, and, and I know that I appreciate people who share their travels and their experiences because it's like, oh, wow, that's so cool. I've never seen that before. I've never been to Paris. I've never been here. And now I'm seeing this, but you know, it is a trade-off. It's an interesting trade-off of when we, when we are travelers and see the benefits of travel, we want to share it, but we also want to have that sacred experience of being in the moment within our travels. Yes. And, you know, for me, it's the, the thing is, is that I think that sometimes social media can present a, a, 
a view that is not balanced. And so the reason I stepped away is because I felt that I was sharing all the positive things. And it was really hard for the things that were more challenging. Like we've had some serious deaths in our family, like tragedies and Mm. suffering. And I, you know, it's hard for me to share that stuff broadly. (laughs) And um, so I felt like by not, I didn't want to, I felt like a lie to be posting these great things and not actually also saying, well, actually the day before this, (laughs) we were on the floor. (laughs) Yeah. So, so that's been something that I've been sort of struggling with. I really want to be honest about uh, the, both the positives and the challenges of, of being abroad, being in a new place, calling a new place home, uh, being on the road, and so I haven't figured out that balance exactly yet, but, um, so yeah. I've, <laughs> my, my temporary solution is to pop in rarely and pop out. So it's yeah. Not great, but. yeah, I hear you. And you know, it is, you can share the ups and the downs, right? I think people yeah. appreciate candidness almost as much as a pretty picture of a mountain is when you say, and yeah. today I had a total breakdown and couldn't yeah. leave the house. But yeah. then it's also, it's up to you whether or not you want to put that out there. Cause that takes yeah. your energy too, to open and share. And I think, it, yeah, it is a, a work in progress to find that balance and to kind of open yourself to, to sharing your life, to sharing your yeah. experiences and deciding what is comfortable for you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Working on it, working on it. Yeah. <laughs> so Eleanor, you living in, in Lisbon, you are, you're sort of, a, you're building this, you know, the no sister stands alone. You're kind of opening, it's maybe in like a connecting phase where you're connecting with other women, you're sharing your ideas, which I think we're also in that same stage because we met in a group, a networking group for women entrepreneurs yeah. who are yeah. sort of more spiritual based you know, yeah. your, your travels a lot about travel is transformation, right? So your work mm-hmm. in travel is about how travel can be transformative and help us yeah. to really find our authentic self to, you know, face challenges and grow from them. Mm-hmm. And also just to, you know, really meet new friends and community you, to find yeah, community. make a community mm-hmm. and find your particular place, which I'd love right. to talk about because I'm on that journey now, yeah. you know, I'm on this, this road trip right now because I've been sort of scouting the country for where I'd actually like to set to make roots. Yes. Yeah. And so that exploration and discovery is extensive and challenging, but it has wonderful rewards, but it helps to find other people who understand that and to, you know, cause sometimes you feel like you're out there on your own and maybe kind of yeah. aimless when you're yeah. traveling a lot, it can be lonely, mm-hmm. but when you mm-hmm. hear other people share that you know, I've been on that journey too, for, for these reasons, it helps Mm -hmm. you remember, Oh, that it kind of grounds you in a purpose and a focus. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. And, and I will say that since I moved, I've met so many people, not just women, women and men who are on their own individual crazy journeys abroad. They have taken the road less traveled and they're doing really, really wonderful things uh, or unique, you know, they're following their own unique passions and mm. it's, it's been eye opening. And like you said, it's, it's less, you don't feel lonely when you're doing your own thing. And then you hear, Oh, there's this person who's in Ireland. And like, I just met this woman who is someone through a friend of a friend, people connect me all the time. Like here, you should meet this person. This person is in Ireland and she's an astrocartographist, And she tells, uh, 
women, you know, how to, where they should live. Where they should go. I just, <laughs> I just work with an astrocartographer. <laughs> and it's the same woman. <laughs> Is her name Renee? Uh, I don't remember. We spoke a couple of weeks ago. She's, she's in, uh, she's in Scotland, I think. <laughs> so I had never heard of what she was doing. It was really interesting. And we're going to find ways to connect in the future. And so these sort of drawing these new connections is sort of, you know, it, I love it. It's, it's kind of wonderful. And, yeah. you know, well beyond my, the legal field that I have traditionally been in. <laughs> yeah. So I'd love to explore that because what an interesting yeah. sort of juxtaposition to be in law but then to be pursuing something that's more about sort of personal growth and evolution. So how did you, what led you to this work, to this focus on travel as transformation? I think that I have always loved travel. When I was a first year in law school, I went to NYU. And I remember in the spring, I took off, I don't, I took off for Spain for a week. I think this is right. I might have the timing off to go uh, do something called Willing Workers on Organic Farms, which I kind of barely knew anything about. I showed up in the middle of Southern Spain. And I just have always had this sort of travel bug. So so travel has always kind of been in the background. Um, But then when I was uh, teaching, I've been teaching for more than 10 years and um, I was spending my summers in other places because, you know, we have two, two and a half months off during the summer. And, uh, it, it just reinforced the, the fact that there are, there are other ways to live, other places to live that are really interesting. I spent a summer in Toronto and London. I was like, this is fantastic. <laughs> and I remember when I was in Lisbon, one of the summers that I was in Lisbon, I started coming here in 2016. And one of the summers that I was here, um, I was thinking about, um, you know, what would it be like to teach over here, over in Europe? Mm-hmm. And, and I think like also, you know, there was a question about <laughs> whether I would still have a job at home as well. <laughs> so that probably <laughs> helped to open my eyes to other possibilities. And uh, one thing led to another. And I, it, it's really just sort of a combination of serendipity and sheer luck and blessing and favor from above. I mean, there's just a combination of things uh, that have led me to this path. I don't know that I can say it. It wasn't mapped out. I didn't say I'm going to do this and I'm going to, you know, all I knew is that I followed a desire. I knew that I'd wanted to, to live abroad kind of more permanently um, for a long time. And, and I'm kind of risk averse. So it it took me a long time to, 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 trying to do what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm here, I'm like, well, <laughs> this is fairly wonderful. So <laughs> how are we going to, you know, so I'm building a community of mm-hmm. travelers and adventurers and seekers who uh, can mm-hmm. support each other as we, you know, pursue, they, they can be individual journeys, but as a journey, I, I don't think it should be done alone. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't been alone most recently and uh, it's helped a lot but meeting other travelers who are in a similar boat it's really hard for other people to understand what you're doing people think I'm, I think some people think I'm crazy <laughs> I'm not grounded I don't know what it is um, but other people who are expats or immigrants um, sort of there there's some very there's some similarities in in the experiences the the things that are tough or that are really tough it's hard to share those with others without them having gone through it yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. And, that, and that's why community is important. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I was just meeting with a friend yesterday who also lives here in Seattle, who's they, he kind of picked up the lifestyle of he started um, driving a, a, a truck, like a mm-hmm. semi truck across the yeah. country because you make good money during yeah. um, he'd do like the summer months. And then during yes. the winter, he'd go, he'd use his money and go to South America and travel all down there. Yeah. And that's become yeah. his lifestyle because he just, he loves the, the way, the way of life down there. That's where yeah. he would be full time, but visas and stuff don't allow him to stay. But so he feels the same way where he's like, I don't know many, most people don't understand me. They don't get yeah. this lifestyle. They don't get, well, but where's your home and where's your family? Yeah. You're getting into yeah. your forties. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, yeah. well, I'm not living a standard life. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. And I, 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 you know, desire change and travel and exploration and not to knock, you know, anybody who has a more standard right. life or just wants right. to, cause you know, I, I don't know if you ever get there, but I do have my moments where I'm like, man, I'd love to have a home base. I mean, you have a home, you have your place mm-hmm. there. I personally don't mm-hmm. right now, but mm-hmm. I've had both, right. I've been with mm-hmm. home and without, and yeah. it's a wonderful thing to be able to set your roots, but there's also something beautiful about exploring and being free, not yeah. having a, a you know anything that you're tied to. Yeah, I, I think there's definitely uh, for me a need for balance. I, I don't travel in the same way, and actually, I haven't been traveling for the pandemic. I think we've all been grounded. Uh, so the the travel that I've been doing is very recent. As you know, I didn't go anywhere for the full three years, and and only this May I was in New York for a little bit, and then to Istanbul. But now I don't travel. Like I don't want to go somewhere for three days and then pack up and move again. <laughs> like if yeah. I'm not there for a good couple of weeks, <laughs> you know, just to give yourself time to unpack and have a sense of place. And maybe that's a, a luxury, but you know, of time and experience and being able to work remotely. But um, it's something that I try to do now because exactly because of the reasons that you stated, you know, that sometimes you, you really need, like, we have a home here, you know, I built this home, you know, blood, yeah. some tears, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, so in your work, Eleanor, you, you work, it sounds like you kind of do, you're developing a coaching program almost for women who are looking to sort of break through maybe resistance, um, and different things to really get into this lifestyle of, you know, facing challenges and reaching like their highest potential. Is that accurate? Uh, so not necessarily coaching or if, if you're going to think of it, like I am not doing the coaching. I, I think of it as like a group support community more. So, yeah. you know, what I would, what I'm planning on doing is having a uh, salons, like virtual salons, wine and wisdom events where you'll, I'll have someone who is currently in France and, or splitting a, a life between France and the U S I'm thinking about someone in particular, <laughs> um, but you know, but, you know, having that person talk about their experiences and, and, and then having, I hear an echo, I'm sorry, I'm having, hearing that, having that person answer questions about how hearing, they made those choices. That person that, answer that's questions. the idea. Talking about these wine and wisdom things, yes. which is beautiful. Yes. So the idea of like, hey, this lady found her place in Paris. She decided to go there. Mm-hmm. This is her, this is her home. And being able to talk to someone who maybe found that same place in like Oregon or Arizona. Is that kind yeah. of where it's like women who have sort yeah. of found their, their home and are able to share with others. Yeah. Or, and, and maybe they're still on the road, maybe they're still seeking, but the point is to share their motivations as well. And then the, the, the trials, the things that they found difficult in 
adjusting to on the road and then having people be able to ask questions. So right now on the internet, you could go to Facebook and there are any number of travel groups with people giving tips um, and sharing their experiences. Uh, But there's something that it's really hard to replace having the ability to speak to someone live who is presently in that place and who will, you know, answer your questions on the spot. Uh, sometimes people get tired and those, or there's like one line emails when it's online. Uh, so I just thought it would be really helpful uh, to have something like that. Cause I know that when I first moved, I was not a novice traveler, but it was still really hard. It was still really difficult. Uh, the move, not traveling, the, the move itself. Um, and I was fairly, fairly comfortable with being uh, in Lisbon because I'd been coming for a long time, but it was still, <laughs> there were still surprises. <laughs> yeah. So, well, what's, uh, what were some of your biggest challenges for anyone who's considering, especially an international move? And, you know, th- yeah. people are thinking of that more and more because, uh, you know, the market and, you know, everything in, in the US is, is getting challenging. There, it's harder and harder to find places that are affordable and desirable to live. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's been a long time now, but I think some of the challenges are that you you don't know what you don't know. <laughs> so you you go in thinking, okay, I am a capable person. I have I'm an experienced travel traveler. I can handle my life. I can handle travel. I can handle my life abroad. But uh, when you move to a different culture, uh, you there are interactions that you you might not be reading correctly. Uh, much, uh, of course, in a place that you speak that, where you may or may not speak the language or may not speak it well, uh, that interaction back home is going to be completely different and you might be misreading the situation. And then just even trying to figure out how to get things done uh, is is challenging. And, and whether or not there are some things, this is something that I found out, uh, whether or not there's some steps that you took before you left will be fairly crucial in terms of setting up your, your communications and uh, phone so that you can still be in touch and do your taxes and do all these other things on, mm-hmm. on the road. Some of those things, you know, they all have to be sorted out. So it's much different than when, when I was coming here just on vacation, you know, for a couple of months at a time, you don't deal with any of that when you're renting or, you know, even Airbnb you don't deal with any of that. But when you get yourself more immersed in a culture by buying a place or by buying a car, <laughs> you know, trying to do things, you know, through the health system, all of those things, you, you, you get a crash course and, and, and living in a, in a new culture with, with, uh, it, it's, it can be wonderful. It is wonderful. Uh, but it's also, there's some days where you just want to have every, you want everything to work like you're used to it working at home, but that's only because you've been at home forever and you're used to how things work at home. So yeah, I'm rambling, I'm sure, but no, no, no. I hear I'm following you because it's that idea of famili- familiarity that's hard mm-hmm. to let go of. And when you go to a new place, everything is yeah. just, even if it's just a little bit different, it's still, it's like the, your, your picture frame like shifted and it's like, this isn't quite it. And I don't, you know, it takes a while to adjust to it and to get used to it. And there can be something really, um, 
wearisome about it. Like it's kind of exhausting to make those changes because everything is like a learning curve. Like, okay, this is different here and this doesn't work the same. And I can't just go to this familiar store that I know and this familiar place that I know to get the things that I always needed. And, you know, I don't know if you experienced this, but a lot of times when I've moved or traveled, sometimes I'm like, I just want to go back to what I knew. I don't want to. And it's sort of that, that precipice before you kind of get over the, like that hump. And then you're like, Oh, now I've arrived. Like, it sounds like, yeah. cause you said Lisbon is now home, but I imagine yeah. when you first got there, it did not yeah. feel like home. And yeah. were you in San Francisco before Lisbon? Yes. That's yeah. where you were before. So I'm sure there are times where you're like, Oh my gosh, I just want the city again, the familiar city, the way I knew it, the infrastructure, all of that. And then everything yeah. changes and it's challenging. Yeah. Yeah, I'll tell you a funny story. When I was here, I don't remember when Wonder Woman came out, the first the first new one. Like the, um, the Gail Gadot? Yes. Okay, yeah, like the 2017 or something? Yeah, I think like, it was before the pandemic. But yeah, that, I was in one of those moments where I think, I don't remember. You had a Superwoman I, moment? No, I just had this moment <laughs> where I, I went to go see it. That was my comfort zone, going to see it because here they don't dub movies. So even though, you know, I'd sort of moved beyond going to movies because there's so much to do here normally. It was like my my safe zone. I'm like, I don't yeah. have to deal with all the things that you have to deal with when you move. I am just going to go sit in this movie theater and enjoy everything that is happening, the familiarity of the action film, you know, blockbuster action film, you know, over the top with, you know, a cold Coke and some popcorn. And I'm going to recalibrate in this movie theater. Yeah, <laughs> also the language, you know, you're, you're trying to learn the language. You're trying to speak the language. And so then your brain has got to work in a, in a, you know, in a different speed. Your brain is not catching up to all the things that you're supposed to be saying and doing. It's I just remember, I'm sure I saw that movie more than once. I mean, it was fun, but I don't know that at home I would have seen it more than once if I wasn't like, I just need a safe space. (laughs) Yeah, I I totally get that. I I studied abroad in Australia when I was in college. And although they do still speak English, it's still in a totally different country, continent. So you feel that, that, Mm -hmm. you know, strong difference. And I used to go to the mall for the same reason where I was like, okay, there's something about it that feels like comforting because a mall kind of looks like it does back home. Everything in Australia is like the same, but just a little different. And so it's making me like, this isn't home. This isn't (laughs) like the like underworld, you know, well, literally it's like, you know, the, the bottom of the world, but um, it just feels different flipped upside down. And we need that comfort. And I do think it's only, it's not just in our mind, but your body kind of senses it. Your body kind of has this, they, your body too wants security, safety, and familiarity. And so when you go to a place where all that is just thrown out of whack, it feels like, oh, where's Superwoman and a theater? I need to get in there now. <laughs> get it. Completely. I hear you. Completely. And the thing is, is that it's those moments are fleeting, right? You, you come to a great place like Lisbon and it's wonderful so much of the time. So you just have to get through those occasional moments where things don't go to plan or it's harder than you expected, you know, something to be. Uh, so it's not terrible. It's not something to complain about. You just have to realize I'm in this moment and I just have to breathe through it. Yeah. Breathe through <laughs> Maybe it. Maybe with a little creature it comfort. It will yeah. pass. And, you know, I had moments like that. So in 2019, before the pandemic, um, I did a, a trip to the UK, which is mm-hmm. like visiting my my heritage and ancestry because my family's from Scotland, England, mm-hmm. Ireland. Mm-hmm. 
And I'd never been there. And I felt this call. I was like, I think it's time. And I think maybe I had a premonition that like everything was going to get shut down. And this was the time to travel before 2020. But I did a road trip by myself through Ireland, which is absolutely gorgeous. But it was very challenging. It's hard. You know, you drive on the other side of the road and I was in a... The roads are small. You're like... (laughs) (laughs) And, but there were other times, you know, I remember this. Well, there was one night where I almost burnt down my Airbnb. Um, they, they use, they use, what is it? The type of light bulbs will actually get hot. Um, they don't have those here in the States anymore, but it's, it's halogen or some type of light bulb that if, okay. if you turn it on, it actually is hot. And I had like thrown my pillow while I was sleeping and it landed on a light and it started burning through the pillow. And I woke wow. up like smoke and a smell anyway. So it was just like, and then the Airbnb person was kind of mad at me and I was just tired. I'd been traveling to a different place every night on my own. And I just spent a whole day crying. I was just like, I was emotionally exhausted and tired, which yeah. happens when you travel, travel yes. is taxing. It's not just like vacationing. Vacation yeah. is when you're by a beach in Mexico and you're <laughs> relaxing. But when you're actually traveling, you know, it's, you're, yeah. you're expending a lot of energy and having yeah. a lot of, you know, challenges come up. Yeah. Yeah, even driving, like you said, the driving on the other side of the road, but even just trying to get from point A to point B and following GPS, I, I you know, I understand that. I was with a friend when she moved to Ireland. Um, I went to go see her in her first couple of weeks there and our travels on the road were hilarious. <laughs> just trying to navigate the circle of roundabouts. And yeah. it was, it was, it was really funny. We had a great time, but it was, it was fairly hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. It's a trip. There's, and there's a a lot of moving pieces and parts to make it all come together. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like right now, for example, uh, so much of my days are spent, okay, where am I going next? What's going to be my route from here? Where am I going to stay? If I go here, well, then I go there and it's a lot and it is tiring to, to do that and to pack up and pack out, you know, when you're changing locations a lot, when you're doing that road trip or, Mm -hmm. you know, traveling around a country, Mm -hmm. it's, you know, it wears on you. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, it's exhilarating too, because after you complete, you know, a task or you get yourself successfully to a place, you're like, ah, like in Istanbul, we would look around and, you know, after, you know, figuring out which ferry to take and how to land somewhere, I would look around and be like, that is a mosque. And that is not something that is usually in on my horizon. And that's beautiful. And that this is history. History is all around me. And yes. it was really incredible. So you, you take, you take all of the, the challenges with the good too. Oh, take it hand in hand. And that's the joy of it. But I think that's why there is a time and place for, for travel and for home, for a base mm-hmm. travel and base, because it's when it's all travel, it's, you know, I think it can be sort of, you're uprooted, right? You're kind of like yeah. floating around and then you want to ground. So it's, every, there's duality in everything. And I think the duality of travel is, is that it's so rewarding and yeah. eye-opening, but then it's also unfamiliar and challenging. Yeah. 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 That's true. I, I, I wonder even, you know, when I'm back in the day, how it will feel. I'm, I'm sort of curious because by now I'm used to being if this it feels like home, yes, but I'm also used to having to change, you know, fairly quickly to adapt. And I I just wonder with COVID and every, you know, there's just been so much drama. Um, what will it be like? I'm something that I'm curious about. I was like, I was back in New York in, in mid-May and I had lived in Brooklyn uh, back in the day. And it felt so good. I wasn't expecting it. I forgot. I love New York. I forgot. I actually forgot. I I was thinking it was going to be big and polluted and crazy, but 
it was energetic and fun and Brooklyn's changed so much and I loved it. So it'll be interesting, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then where do you see, I mean, we talked about just being in the moment and not in the moment, in the moment, no future plans. (laughs) But do do you think, do you see yourself staying in Portugal for the long term, or do you think that this is a, 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 you know, a period, a chapter and there's something next? Would you, do you, is your heart in Brooklyn? It sounds like you really fell in love with. No, I do. I do love it there. And I've got good friends there that I was like, I will be coming back here regularly, please. (laughs) Um, yeah, Portugal, I really, I really love it here. And I feel at home here. I feel more, most importantly, I feel safe here. Um, I feel that I understand where the people are coming from here on, on a lot of things, obviously, you know, I've only been here for three years, but um, their ways are very nice, many of their ways. And I just, I I really like it. And so, and the place where we live is really nice. Um, So yeah, I'm not forecasting, but I, I do not feel any need or desire to um, move somewhere else. Like I want to see other places. I'm really excited to go to Cape Town. I loved Istanbul. When I was in Istanbul, I was like, well, <laughs> maybe I should move to Turkey, but, <laughs> but not really. <laughs> but I did have a moment where I was like, this is unexpectedly wonderful. <laughs> uh, but it, it might've been just our circumstances and where we were. So I, I do sometimes have those feelings like, what if? <laughs> um, well, it sounds like you, you make it happen sometimes because a lot, a lot of people would never move uh, across the, the world and go yeah, to I think, the country. I think now where I am is I wouldn't do something like that unless I had a um, some kind of network or burgeoning connection. Mm-hmm. Now I, I only really want to do it if I feel that there's going to be um, pe- like a community that I can relate to or people. And we, we have... After just a short summer, we have a, a family in Istanbul that b- basically took us in. I, I had a professional connection that turned into a family. Wow! <laughs> we lived with that. Like we call them and text them regularly. They're like, "When are you coming back? We've already made plans to go back." Like it, it, it's just, it was incredible. Their their version of hospitality is not anything I have seen before. Um, mm-hmm. So. <laughs> So that's the kind of travel that I think looking ahead, like it's hard for me to say, you know, I have no idea where I'm going to be in, you know, a year or even (laughs) 10 years, five years. But I I can say that the people, I treasure the people that I have met um, that are um, part of this sort of, oh, I don't know if it's a new life, but a different life. And and we want to find ways to maintain those connections uh, those community that those communities. So, yeah, it was really sobering. I mean, the the Istanbul thing. I it just was incredible. We haven't felt so cared for and loved <laughs> in a long time, and it, we missed it. And it was incredible. Yeah, well, it's a beautiful thing to experience that human connection in mm-hmm. across cultures. Yeah, mm-hmm. across cultures, across people, and it, it doesn't it doesn't matter, you know, like where you came mm-hmm. from. You can see that oh, we can connect, even though I don't even know your way of life, and you don't even yeah. know where I'm from. But when we come together, yeah. it's you know, it's a celebration, and it's beautiful. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I remember we were saying our goodbyes. I was saying goodbye to one of the family members and. <laughs> everyone around us, we were at a ferry station and I was, we were exchanging gifts and everyone around us was like staring as they were trying to 
put it together. Like this clearly loud American. I still have the loudness, I think, <laughs> with this obviously Turkish person. And we're like, I love you. Cry. <laughs> <laughs> so it was really incredible and and mm. I don't know I think that's something that's hard to quantify you know when you're when you talk about traveling and why you like it and why you you're willing to to keep doing it or to live abroad even though you're so far from your friends and family back home yeah yeah so in your experience how do you think that people do find their communities how do you think that aside from astrocartography which um, (laughs) i i actually i i met with somebody i've talked about on the show who does like she looks at your astrology chart and then tells you so they're called ley lines throughout Mm -hmm. the world which tell you like this is a auspicious place for you to be at this time for these reasons so i've been trying to kind of hit on those one of them is for me is like between la and san diego which i find Mm -hmm. interesting because i've never thought of living there i haven't i didn't really explore much in the rest of the world because i've been kind of based in on doing on the road in the States. But yeah, it's, it's interesting that there's certain pockets and places that might be, did you get your chart read? And did you find that it is accurate to your travels and your preferences? I have not. Uh, the person I met, I met her virtually in Istanbul when we were sort of going through a fair amount or Airbnb had been broken into and we had deaths in the family. So I was like, I will need to circle back with you in a couple of weeks. So I haven't, but I'm interested. I'm certainly interested um, in, in um, hearing uh, what she has to say. And I, you know, what I think it'll be interesting, but you were going to ask something else. You were saying something else that I was going to respond to. Yeah, Well, more so the question, like, let's say you don't use astrocartography. How does oh, right. one figure out like, where could my, my community be? You know, like where yeah. is, if someone has the luxury of being able to uproot themselves and go search yeah. for the place rather than, because I think that the thing is that a lot of people just kind of find themselves somewhere and they, you know, unfortunately, I think a, a lot of life is you it's, we get attached to the jobs we have, the connections, which I mean, it's not unfortunate, but it just kind of keeps us thinking that I need to stay here. This is where my people are. This is where, but then there's those of us, you know, wanderers, travelers, what what have you, whatever you might call us who are kind of out there looking for maybe a place that might be their place, their community. So Mm -hmm. how does, how do we identify that? Well, it's interesting that you asked that because here I I can speak to both in, in Lisbon and Istanbul. I know that I, you know, I, I sort of travel in these expat circles and I know that people will often start with meetup and internations, those two organizations to try to find like-minded people. So they'll go to events that match their own personal interests, book clubs, you know, bar nights, brunches, museums. And so they'll try to find people that way. And uh, in Lisbon, that's particularly wonderful because there's so many people from all over the world here that it's just this crazy mix of so you're bound to meet wonderful people and it's a small enough place that you that you will run into people that you've met that could be good it could be bad i saw this guy i was on tinder for a hot minute like, oh. so such a short time and yesterday i happened to be eating and i looked up and i was like why does that guy look familiar <laughs> I, was, I wanted to like swat the earth to swallow me up because i had like fled without saying anything anyway <laughs> The point is, is that uh, people, you know, they will use like these groups to find people. But what I found that works for me now is to do the same things that I, that drew me back home. So if I was swimming back home to, to pick up swimming again, because then through your actual interest, not just going to some random, this is my personal 
current belief, not just going to some random, you know, brunch, for example, or some random happy hour, which you could have fun at, but, you know, so I'm following the passions that I knew that I already had. So I, I love tennis. I love swimming. Um, I love, uh, reading new books. So I've joined a book club that meets, I think they're in, I forget where they are. I think they're in Sweden. They're in Oslo. They're in Oslo. Oh, and uh, and they've got people from all over the world. It started because of COVID, but they've kept it going. So uh, for me, you know, in a writing group that they're based out of Edinburgh, which is awesome. Like the oh. sense of humor is amazing. <laughs> and so that's, that's the way that it feels these days feels more authentic to me. I remember when COVID, it, COVID is not over, but um, when we were, we first felt a little bit released from, from the rules around COVID, mm. I just, I think we were all so desperate for like human interaction that we yeah. just all threw <laughs> ourselves out into the street and started going to random things. And mm. I did that for a while. And I'm like, what am I doing? I, this, I hate this, <laughs> like this particular activity. I don't like doing, I'm just doing it because I need people around, you know? Yeah. So it's been really interesting. So I, I you know, my advice would be to just to follow whatever your passions were at home. They don't, I, assuming they haven't changed when you're, you're on the road, you'll find like-minded people that way. Um, it doesn't matter if you're in Istanbul or Lisbon or Dublin. Oh. Or yeah. Well, I think that's also a point to make for those listening who maybe, again, that maybe they don't have the ability to, to travel and explore is that, and, and actually the woman I'm staying with made this point. Cause I was saying like, well, I don't know where to go. Maybe I'll go to Oregon. Maybe I'll go out to here, there, there. And she yeah. said, well, you can go anywhere. And she yeah. said, you can build a community anywhere. Yeah. And I said, touche, because uh-huh. it's true that, you know, I, I tend to kind of always be like a seeker and kind of seeking out like where, but you know, like they say, it's your home is where you are. Your home is where your heart mm-hmm. is the, all those mm-hmm. cliches, but they're true, right? It's, mm-hmm. there's never going to be this, you know, Shangri-La that's like just, oh, this mecca of everything you ever wanted. No, there's going to be work wherever you go to create community. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think if you don't stay, um, true to, to yourself and the things that you know that you like and sort of avoiding the things that you know that you don't, then you you can feel isolated and alone anywhere, including at home. Uh, if you, if, if, if you don't, um, so, so it's something that I, I have to keep reinforcing even for myself, because sometimes I, I think I want to be really social and I think I want to go do these things. And I end up at, you know, some happy hour and I'm like, this is horrible. And I don't want to be here. <laughs> and I did this to myself. I was on a boat, a boat trip that sounded fantastic. It was like a yacht trip in the middle of the river. And I'm like, wait, I'm stuck here <laughs> on this boat for the next six hours. <laughs> yeah. So you have to be mentioning yourself. My friend and I were talking the other day about, I've been on a cruise once and it's, mm-hmm. it's not my favorite way to travel. Um, Cause we're talking just that it's, you know, it's all kind of hyped up and you hear like, Oh, cruises, I'm going on this yeah. cruise. And you're like, wow, a cruise. but then you do it and you're just kind of stuck on a big ship for like six days. And it's like, yeah. I don't think I want to do that for my vacation <laughs> with a bunch of random people. I'm just stuck on a ship in the middle of the ocean. Like it's cool for yeah. like a little bit, but then it's like, I'm just stuck on here. <laughs> yeah. I know people who love them, but I, the, I, know, I had a similar experience where the, the big, the thing to talk about at the day in the day was like, what was on at the buffet? And I'm like, I, I like food, but not. <laughs> That's always the best thing about 
Those the the cruises is the buffet. But yeah, you can you can do a buffet. People a- talk about it like it's like I'm like it's still just food. <laughs> I should shut up because I know I have a friend who loves cruises, and so she's probably cruising. I know, right? right? We're gonna get vilified, but <laughs> it's true. But okay, there's another wonderful part of travel is trying new things, right? Mm-hmm. For those of us who like to explore and try different cuisines and different, you know arrays of food it can be so exciting to travel what other people eat and what they have and all these decadent dishes that we might not have otherwise found yeah and I think what's really cool too this isn't not so related but to explore different versions of yourself or who you think Mm. that you are you know and so um sometimes I can be really quiet and you know I don't necessarily (laughs) talk to people and I in Istanbul I decided to put on the exterior you probably think I'm like this all the time but the exterior of someone who like likes to talk to strangers and is super friendly and says hello all the time and it was really interesting the different reactions you know being just to strangers in the street it was really interesting so yeah you get to kind of try new things yeah (laughs) but I think that's also an interesting component of traveling is how do you stay connected with yourself? How do you stay? Because as we're speaking to earlier, when you go to a place that's completely foreign to you and everything feels different, nobody knows you, you don't belong anywhere. You know, I've definitely felt a sense where I kind of lost a sense of myself. I was like, you know, these people respond to me differently. I don't have my people. And I think a big part of our identity is based around Mm -hmm. our community, our tribe, our people. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I even had the same experience when I went away to college is Mm -hmm. I had a great group of friends where I live. When I went to college, I just didn't connect the same way with those group of people. And I was like, am I not who I thought I was? Am I you know, not the same person? But then I'd go back home and I'd feel myself again. So it's important to acknowledge that can happen and that, and how to find your way back to yourself, even when everything around you changes, which is a huge part of travel. Yeah, it's true. And sometimes you forget, you know, I, during the pandemic, I had started a really great routine with, um, with exercise, with running, I would get up and run or walk or do Pilates at a certain time every day. Um, I would meditate, I would read. I, I, I just had this whole routine that was super, it was very soothing and then, you know, when you're kind of back in the swing of things, or even when you're on the road, all of that kind of goes out the window because you're like, let's wake up early and do this, or let's stay out late and do this. And then you suddenly you feel off kilter. You're doing these great things, but you might feel off balance. Yeah. And it's, it's for me, it's because I realized, oh, <laughs> I was doing these things before that I've completely dropped now that I'm on the road. And that's why I'm feeling like a little bit um, not centered. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. And it's easy to lose that center. And I've noticed that because again, I've, I've essentially been on the road since October of right. last year. And I spent, you know, I had a, a brief stint where I spent like a few months in sort of um, like the Carmel, Santa Cruz area. Mm-hmm. But I, was still, I was still vagrant, right? I was still moving from place to place. Mm-hmm. And I noticed that like my eating habits changed and all these things kind of went yeah. by the wayside that were very important in my day-to-day life before when I, because before mm-hmm. that I lived in the same studio for three years. And the longest I've ever lived anywhere because I tend to like to move around. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's harder to maintain consistency when you're changing Mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. It's true. And particularly if you're by yourself. And if you sometimes if you're with another person, then that person can provide that sort of um, reminder or stability. I don't know if stability is the right word, but, you know... (laughs) you can kind of establish like a schedule with when you're by yourself, 
often you have a ton of freedom so you can make choices uh, like tonight I'm going to stay up until three in the morning <laughs> and tomorrow I'm going to you. And so that it feels like, Oh, I've got this, I can do anything I want, but then it can be so, sort of destabilizing if you, yes. if you do that too much or you don't you kind of do it in moderation, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the other aspects of, of transformation? <laughs> that can occur for people when they, when they travel and when they're challenged in this way. And, you know, as maybe as they kind of find the place that they want to be, or at least maybe share your journey in that what's been your transformational experience and going from like sort of going all over the place to finding a new home base in another country. What were your, your stages of transformation? Yeah, it's, I, you know, it's been such a journey. Um, I don't even know where to start to tell you the truth. I, I think that all of the the challenges that I keep referencing uh, really can change you because your your response to them. And so even so, for example, um, I bought uh, my home here in 2018 when I was still moving back and forth between here and uh, and San Francisco. And this is my first home purchase. And I think. There was something exciting about it. And I actually had to act quickly because the prices, you know, I was like, I, so I didn't actually think about what that would mean. And so I, you know, you can imagine being a first time home buyer at home, right. In a, in a culture that is, that you're used to, but then I didn't think about the ramifications of doing, I don't know why I didn't, <laughs> the, the ramifications of doing that overseas in a culture where I didn't, you know, I barely at the time barely spoke the language, you know, all the challenges that you would have that are normal challenges that you would have at home and buying a new place, you know, furnishing the place, you know, getting people to help you figure out how to make repairs, you know, when the boiler goes out, all of these things (laughs) that are all very normal everyday things suddenly take on an entirely new dimension when you're in a different culture like I didn't even something as small as in August we are in August now in August you can pretty much give up on trying to do much of anything or to have anybody do anything for you because people are basically on holiday oh okay so they they, in Lisbon particularly yeah in Portugal it's like August is the holiday month so good for you all that's a great practice. I wish the United States would take a month off. Here. It's just crazy. So, so there are people in the streets, but like in, in ter- like I, there was a furniture furniture street when I first came here that I went to go check it out in August when I when I and all of the the places on the road, every single one was like catch us in September, <laughs> not like catch yeah. us in a week. Catch us. You're tomorrow. like, but I, I need this now. Yeah, there's none of that. None of That's that. great. I mean, you talk about so here's an, another word, adaptability that relates a lot to travel. Because I'll admit, you know, as an American, you know, born, raised, yeah, you expect I like, like I yeah, right now. I remember <laughs> I, spent, um, I spent a summer in Peru when I was in college, and you would like go to take a bus and it just wouldn't show up. <laughs> I was like, how does this work? The bus is supposed to be here. And it's like, yeah, but the driver was taking us, you know, a break and he spent the day by the river. And yeah. really, it's, it's like, things don't operate the way in America, you can pretty much rely on things yeah. being, because it's so competitive. And we yeah. have this mentality of like, you know, the, the, the customer first and always like yeah. expectations. 
Which is 24 seven and money, money, money. Like if you get locked out of your house, you will be able to find someone at one in the morning who will come and (laughs) get you back in. Yeah. Yeah. So talk about like, you know, Mm. adapting to changes. You go to other countries and you have to be like, well, I guess I'm going to wait to buy a home until next month because (laughs) stuff is shut down or like, well, I guess I'm not going to get this new, you know, renovation because nobody's working right now. And that's okay. And I think it's healthy. I think it's healthy to learn. As, it's very healthy. Yeah. Anyone from challenging. Area, it is challenging. It isn't challenging, but being so used to immediate yeah. having your needs met and having things right at your, you know, yeah. fingertips is it spoils us and also makes us a little bit impatient. And, that's true. you know, yeah. that's, I, I mean, patience I is a good thing that you learn. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And anyone who's tried, or traveled to other countries will see that. And they'll say yeah. again, the eye opening nature of travel, it makes you say, yeah. Oh, not everywhere is like, my place yeah. where I've known yeah. it's not yeah. all the same. And that's yeah. important, I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, and it really depends on where you go because again, in Istanbul, it's a huge city that I keep hearing figures. It's between 16 and 20 million and Whoa. it's a city. So, but it's super safe, you know, very mm. safe, but it is a go, go, go. Like if you miss a bus, the next one is 30 seconds behind, <laughs> like the next five. <laughs> There's no like waiting. There's, I felt like I was in New York, like a safe New York, <laughs> safe, historical, much older New York. Um, I mean, I shouldn't do that. They're completely different places, but, but you, felt, go, it, you go, felt that similarity in your experience. It did. And so then when I moved back here, back to Portugal in the middle of August <laughs> from that place, I was like, I felt like I was in a Western, I was expecting like tumbleweeds. So like, the streets are more empty. I'm like, where is everybody? What is happening? And I'm like, oh, it's August. Yeah. Yeah. How funny. Super fun. Super fun. All of this is in good fun. I, you know, I am not complaining in any way, shape or form. It's just kind of. No, absolutely. It's, it's observations. <laughs> it's, you know, experiential mm-hmm. times where you're recognizing, yeah. okay, this is, this is different. This is shifting. And it, yeah, again, it's, it's growing pains mm-hmm. and challenges when you first go to yeah. these places. But then yeah. as, as you're experiencing, it's, you said, again, it's your home now. So it does, mm-hmm. it can become familiar. And I think that people can be resistant to change because that, again, that first wave, the first hump can be very steep where it's It's, like, this is never going to feel right. This is never Mm -hmm. going to feel comfortable. And Mm -hmm. then all of a sudden you're like, Mm -hmm. wow, this is better than what I ever knew before. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the fact that the world is changing so much or has changed since the pandemic so that more people um, are remote or at least open to the idea of being remote or trying to find a way to work remotely means that you meet more people who are likely to have had your experiences, even if it's not the exact same. So then you don't feel so alone or you don't feel that it's such a challenge because you feel like, oh, there are all these other people who have this experience of dislocation, like purposeful dislocation yeah. and uh, who are going through similar, similar things. Uh, so, so that, so that's really comforting too. Like I, I, I was just talking or texting with a woman who I met um, in Istanbul. She's from Malaysia. I thought she lived there permanently. She's on her way back to Malaysia now. So we were talking about, you know, choosing to, to be between places. And, and, yeah. and so it was really interesting to hear her talk about, you know, what her journey. And it was just, it's just really interesting. <clears throat> it is fascinating people you meet, fascinating mm-hmm. times you have when you mm-hmm. explore new places. 
Yeah. Well, Eleanor, what are some other, how can we help you with your, with no sister stands alone as you develop this? As you mm. this is there something we can, people, the audience can check out? Are there, when do you think these groups will be running? Sort of like yeah, these, so these wine and. I would love, I'm, I'm uh, building my list right now. So I would love, I'm always looking for, um, first I have a, a page, uh, travelclubforwomen.com like spelled out that way. Oh. So anyone who's interested can go to the page and uh, sign up. I have these travel guides that are free that, um, Ooh, that can you tell that, us about that and, a little bit? Like what's, what's yeah. offered on that site? So, so I talked about, you know, um, tips for traveling, living and moving, living and studying abroad tips for each of those three different scenarios all in three different guides that you get all at once and they're basically things that I learned the hard way <laughs> that I want people to think about before they book the ticket and you know and and move somewhere or travel somewhere that I that I hope will be helpful they're they're just little things that um once you become an experienced travel traveler, you will know, for example, that you will never leave the airport in a new place without buying a local SIM card. Like you can buy it elsewhere, but you should buy it in the airport (laughs) so that you can change your SIM um, and have Wi-Fi wherever you go. Uh, So so tips like that. So I'm building this community and I'm looking for uh, women who are uh, experienced travelers or who live in different parts of the world and, and have had some of these experiences so that they can share those experiences with others. Because what I would like is to build a community of uh, people. I, I use the word seekers, but it's not just seekers. It's people who are, who are, who have taken action or are about to, or want to, we're very serious about um, exploring a different, different possibilities, different, you know, ways of living uh, so that they can be a resource for others. Because again, I think there are travel groups. This is not my, what I'm envisioning is not necessarily like a group of people who we do like trips to random places because those exist. And I think they're wonderful. You know, it'd be great to be able to join those, but you could be um, at home, you know, in, or in the United States and dreaming about doing these things, but be part of a community long before you've actually decided to move or to travel that, that has the support system so that, so I'll give you an example. I was traveling for work a very long time ago, right after college. And I forget, I was in the, I was in the, I don't know if I was in the U S Virgin islands and I was on a, it was a work trip. So I had gone to, to, meet some folks at the school and, and my rent, when I got back to my rental car, which is parked in broad daylight in the middle of town, it was on blocks. Somebody had taken all the wheels. <laughs> and I oh went, my gosh. I, remember, I circled around the car and I'm like, is this my car? I, like I didn't recognize it. I'm like, no, because <laughs> it had only been like an hour of broad daylight. And I obviously, I solved the problem. I called the rental company. But can you imagine? I was by myself at the time. Imagine being able to have an app um, or a connection where you could say, hey, this funny thing happened to me. You could say, hey, this idea is me, et cetera. I just think it would be, et cetera. I think it would be. Yeah, absolutely. Because now I'm thinking about like what I'm doing now. Right now, I'm trying to decide, okay, do I go further east? Or do I wrap back around West and go down the coast? Because I'm headed towards Texas for a few events 
in September. And it'd be nice to be able to like field out a question like, Hey, has anybody been out to this place in Idaho? Is it worth checking out? Is there nice places to see? Do I want to go to Twin Falls or no? Can I miss it? So just kind of that community that where you can talk to other women who are, who are like-minded, right? Who yeah. like, I, I would, I would love to talk to people who are also sort of spiritually inclined. Cause then they can be like, Oh, you got to check out this mountain or this river because it's, it's like very sacred and gorgeous and you'll love it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, and, and to even meet people who are in those places, you know, yeah. like you might change your destination if you knew that someone in your community was, you know, on Vancouver Island, for example, or, or also wanted to do, cause so often our friends, um, or friends and family, they may not be into the same things that you're into. So it might be hard to find that person who wants to do exactly the same thing that you want to do, or who wants to go climb that mountain. And, mm-hmm. and I, I think it, it would be really nice uh, to have a community. And also it's different to be able, for example, I have people who like friends of friends who know that I'm here. And so they're like, Oh, call up Eleanor and ask her these 20 questions. And I will tell you, I'm less invested in having those conversations because the kind of those, the kind of information that people are asking me, it's information that can be um, readily accessed online. So it's not that I don't want to, to talk to people, but I don't know you. And if I think that I'm going to spend, you know, X amount of time talking to you, and then I'm never going to hear from you again. Yeah, (laughs) I am less invested in that conversation. So what I'm saying is I would love to build a community where people feel invested because they're part of an ongoing relationship, a give and take relationship where you're not only taking, but you're also giving, you're sharing with other people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you and I have that in common and sort of our our, our focus and our vision for what we want to create. Cause I'm very much also about bringing, being a connector, bringing people together, sharing resources, sharing gifts, sharing, you know, offerings for one another that we're all sort of, okay. Oh, you have this. I have this. We can exchange, we can help each other. And then we work together. Yeah. But then Mm -hmm. it's also just about human connection, you know, the the connection, the bond of traveling Mm -hmm. and sharing stories, but also the connection and bond of, you know, relating to one another and getting to know like, oh, wow, there's other people out here that I can have this network. Because I was just talking in my last podcast about, you know, the epidemic of loneliness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it's when you feel like you're out there on your own, especially when you're traveling, you can get sunk into that bog of loneliness. But when you're connecting with people and saying like, hey, look at, you know, I, I went to this place. It was beautiful. And people say, oh, I've been there too. And this human connection is, is you know, invaluable. It's just, and, and unfortunately, um, so often in our society, we kind of push that aside. I think especially in the United States, it's sort of like, you know, we're on our own mission, just focus on your, on the prize and do your own thing. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that's, that's missing the whole aspect of life, which is again, connection, collaboration, yeah. community. Yeah. Exactly. Connection, collaboration, community. I, I, I want to move uh, beyond a sort of purely transactional, you know, I have information and you need information. Yeah. You know, I, 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 not, to, not to say that that's a very valid thing, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think on the road, what you want when you're living, you're traveling, you're building a new life, what you need is, is something like that's more of a sort of circular circular sort of sharing, sharing economy in terms of um, Mm -hmm. friendship, real friendship and community and uh, the sharing of gifts. So I think it's, I've seen and tasted glimpses of it. I have women as you, you do uh, sort of in my circle who are fantastic, doing completely different things, Mm -hmm. uh, but who really want to connect on this level 
Mm-hmm. And I think that uh, the more we sort of spread the word and, and uh, encourage people to kind of think about think about how that works. People are really busy and are living their own lives. So, hey, you know, I, I don't slight people for, for just trying to, you know, get things done, but are trying to move away from that. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. And I think yeah. what you speak to, and I think what you're speaking to now is the idea of, you know, kindred spirits, right? It's more than just like, what do we have to offer each other? It's like, let's yeah. come together. Like when you discussed about this family that you met in Istanbul, yeah. it sounds like kindred yeah. spirits where you're just like, oh, I'm just so excited to be united with you and to share this, yeah. you know, this special experience and bonding with somebody. And that's what it's really about is bringing people together. Yeah. I, th- I think we're, there are part of our tribe. There are our people, there are, yeah. there are kindred souls. And yeah. that's- and that can be across age ranges, you know, and, oh, and yeah. it, it's just, I think it can be really incredible. And I guess, I don't know if I can blame this on the pandemic, but I just hadn't seen that in the three years here. I have friends here, certainly. I, I believe that I have a community here, but it was, we connected on a different level. And I felt that, you know, they brought out parts of me that I didn't even know that, I, I don't know that it felt like they were lost or it was just different. You know, I'm not from a big family, like, a, like an, my immediate family is not big. And they're from this like big, crazy, they were joking. They're like, we're, we're like this big, crazy Greek family, but we're Turkish. We're going to force feed you. And we're going to give you strong opinions. And that's the kind of thing that I thought I would eat. And I loved it. I'm like, <laughs> Oh, you're trying to force feed me because you love me. <laughs> love. Partly on the, and it, it just is really lovely. It was lovely. And, and I don't, I, I don't know that I would have that experience. Um, if I wasn't sort of operating outside of my sort of homey, comfortable sort of cultural context. I don't know. Maybe I would have, maybe. Well, all we know is that you found it and it was delightful. And what a, what a beautiful thing that is. Yeah. And again, that's what happens when you you take the risk and you, you know, overcome the the challenges and you go for the journey that traveling Mm -hmm. and you can seek new lands, new experiences. And it's, it's quite remarkable. Yeah. And I think when I, when I, I I think about people, you know, who are home, who are thinking, you know, I don't know if I can do this. Like first, I don't know if I can swing the finances. Second, I don't, it it sounds challenging because we talked a lot on this, on this call about challenges and, and for it, it, that sounds daunting, but the good, the, the amazingness on the other side of that too, is something that we can't forget to talk about because it's really hard to describe the feeling of, it's not just accomplishment, but the feeling that you get when you decided to, to step out of your comfort zone or just to do something that you've always wanted to do, just one thing. Yep. And then you actually do it even through, you know, the mess and the hardship and the tears and the sweat, you know, like I, I've been so hot this summer, but people here were so much hotter here in Lisbon and Portugal. It was hotter here, hotter in Western Europe. We had a pretty cool summer, but you know, the challenges, you know, I'm climbing up a hill. I don't know where I'm going. I know nobody's going to speak to me in, in my language. And despite all of that, I'm like, Oh, this is really cool. You know? Yeah. so I just want people to, I want to encourage uh, people who are, you know, at home and trying to figure out like how to, how to, even how to make ends meet. Like you can still have that, those worries overseas as well, but that it's entirely possible and doable with help, with resources. 
um, and that there are people who are doing it and our lives aren't perfect, but certainly uh, the challenges are, are completely worth it. I have no, I have zero regrets and I, and my life has not been easy here. <laughs> not easy. But what, a wonderful place to be. what a wonderful place and in, in, inspiring to, to share that and be able to say that. Cause I think yeah. people need to hear that, that it is possible to reach a place in your life where despite your troubles and tribulation, you can say, yeah. Not a regret in sight. It's all, I see now how it all led me here, played a part yeah. in my growth. Yeah. Um, all know. the bad things, all the bad things that happened this summer led to amazing things. I mean, directly led. <laughs> there was a bad thing. We got broken into, our house got broken into. And then this professional connection became a family connection. They were like, leave that place and move in with us tomorrow. <laughs> and they just happened to live on this magical island. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I, I'm not kidding you. On that island, I had second thoughts about my whole life. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, I invested time in Portugal, but you know, maybe it's just time to pack it up. And <laughs> That's tempting. I had some, uh, some, some of those moments, but just, it, it just is interesting that out of complete terribleness, you know, we had a death in the family one day, the second day after we arrived. And that, that earlier in that day had been like the best day of our lives. Cause we, they, they'd taken us around and done. it was, it's like the yin and yang of it all, you know, mm. so. that balancing. And it's when you can sort of roll with it and ride it and just yeah, resilience. We didn't really talk about resilience, mm-hmm. but I think that's underlying what we're talking about too, is Absolutely. how you build resilience mm-hmm. when you're, you're, you're for you, you know, on the road for me trying different things. Yeah. You're all about resilience. You have to be resilient to do what you're doing, you know? Yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. Learning to get knocked down and stand up again and say, well, this, cause I think, you know, sometimes it's, it's easy to be like, well, this isn't going to work out. So I'll just go home. Yeah. But if you're out there on the road and you still got, you know, a whole thousands of miles ahead, it's like, nope, got to figure this out. Got to fix it. <laughs> I, know, right. I, I was driving at one point, I think it was between like Arizona and New Mexico or somewhere out there in the middle of nowhere. Right. And all of a sudden my car is doing fine. And then I hear that dreaded sound of like, what the fuck is happening? Is my car going to break down in the desert? Maybe like a $5,000 tow to get me anywhere. And I pull over and it was, you know, the undercarriage had fallen down. And so I pulled into like some, it was actually off route 66 and there just happened to be this small little town with like three mechanics. And one of them was like, Oh, we can just tie it up with a little like zip tie and you'll be on your way. But I was, you know, for a second, like we said, you're alone. You're like, hello, anybody help me. And it's like, it's just (laughs) (laughs) like, I got to figure out what I'm going to do with this scary noise. But yeah, resilience. Cause then you get through. Yeah. "Yeah, I did it. I can do this. I can handle this. Yeah. And, and before that, maybe that's the kind of thing, I mean, it sound it's the kind of thing that might be terrifying in the moment, but before you t- took a trip like that, you know, at home, it might've been the kind of thing that would have undone you. You know, it would have yeah. been like, I can't handle this. Someone else come fix this, you know, yes. but what, like you said, when you're on the road and you have to sort of adapt and you have to figure it out. I, I, so I can relate to, you know, what you're saying, particularly about the road trip, being in the middle of nowhere. I just sort of assumed that I would be in cell so, cell phone service of AAA everywhere I went on my road trip. <laughs> I was in the middle of Wyoming once. <laughs> I hadn't had cell service. I was on the highway, but I hadn't had cell service in, I don't know, a very long time. And I thought to myself, oh, I haven't seen a gas station. Oh, <laughs> like this could, <laughs> if something happened, I would kind of be 
<laughs> yeah. You try to think about it too much. You're like, just keep going. Let's just uh, keep it. It's, it's all ends up fun. And it's gorgeous out there where there's no, yeah. how nice to not have self-service for a while. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, wow. I can relate to what you're saying. Yeah. Well, absolutely. Resilience is a huge part. There, there are just so many benefits to, to travel. And it truly is a part of, um, of a broader transformation that we can go through by opening ourselves to, to new things, new people, new places. Yeah. I really like the word transformation. I, I think and it's, it's bigger than change. It's not just change. Yeah. It's, it's, it's moving into something new. Um, Metamorphosis, right? It's that transitioning from who you were into who you're becoming. Yeah. And yeah. always. Yeah. yeah. I'll be interested to see, you know, what the people who I know, like when I, if I leave and go somewhere else, like what they will think, I feel like I'm a different person. I don't, I don't know if it's good or bad, but I, I certainly feel. Oh, um, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure. <laughs> go back to the day. I'll be here. What it's, what it feels like for you. If yeah. it feels different and how people respond to you, if they're like, Whoa, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You, you know, when you're, 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 you're away. One thing I've been working on is, is boundaries, like setting boundaries that I just do, was not good at doing before. And, and so that might not be, <laughs> I'll see how people react to that. <laughs> you, don't want to well, but hey, you know, you know, you've discovered yourself in that way and that growth, transforming. Mm-hmm. All right, Eleanor. Well, this has been such a wonderful, beautiful conversation. Thank you so for fun. your work. Thank you for the, the community and the club that you're creating for all of us to, to join in on and to collaborate with others, fellow travelers, travel, fellow seekers. Yeah. Thank you, Whitney. It's been really wonderful. It's been so fun. <laughs> We're fun. <laughs> we yeah. had a great time here. So and I'll I... back, you know, maybe in a year or so, and maybe who knows where you'll be then and where your travels have gone and where, you know, how No yeah. Sister Stands Alone has evolved and we want to be there to help you. So we'll include all the links for that in the show notes so people can check you out and connect with you. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Take care, Eleanor. You too. Bye. That wraps up our beautiful conversation with our wonderful guests. Thank you so much for listening to the Women Waken podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do share it with others and come back for more. If anything you heard resonates, leave a review or send me an email at Whitney at womenwaken.com and check out the website, womenwaken.com. Have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your light shine and keep an eye out for your special gifts and magic.